Y'all ready for this, Steve? I went short, Steve went high and long. Hey, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Scoot in a little bit, Steve. Look how far out you are. There you go. Hi. Get, get on screen. I have a question for you, Steve. This comes from SJ Gears. Yeah. Which seems like a real Facebook account for a real person. Mm-hmm. Look at your cable. <laughs> and SJ Gears says... Talk about what Steve does, since Ryan seems to do the heavy lifting. <laughs> All right, do things like this. Hey, Ryan, can you plug this in? Yeah, I can plug that in for you, Steve. Thanks. Appreciate it. That's what I do. Don't hit me. That's what I do here. <laughs> and then Greg Straub replies, Ow, Steve Rowe, that's some shade. And then he replies... Am I wrong? Does he even play guitar? Oh, he's going to do a, it. What's a guitar? What is a guitar? What is a guitar? And then you replied, barely. Barely. That's true. I barely. I played so what, guitar the other day. What do you do, Steve? Like, what is your purpose in life if you're not another person on YouTube uh, full time making a fool of themselves? I am a biotech professional. In the city of San Diego. There you go. I think he means what do I do on the on show, the for the show, show, or for, for the, the channel? <laughs> um, well, I, do you want to answer for yourself, or could I, should I say what you well, do? Well, I'll say some of the things I do. Okay. Uh, we've gone on a couple trips, you know, like Gear Fest last year. And so what I have done on those trips is provide extra luggage slots. <laughs> Uh, because turns out flying in a, an additional whole person is cheaper than checking in your bags. Right, right. Yeah, Steve Steve is... Especially uh, when you have a sponsor. Steve is, is hands-to-hold camera gear when we yeah, fly places. Yeah. I don't actually use the cameras because I'm a little shaky, and I have bad... Actually, that's not true. Like, for, for I will say for actually holding a camera, I feel like... He's like a surgeon. As, as non... No, I am a little shaky, uh, but I, I think I have like a decent eye for frame for someone sure. who does not actually do it very often and You're has fine. very little training. None of this, none of this requires any technical. You're just gonna stuff. crop it anyway. Right, I'm just gonna crop it. Shoot, why don't crop it, Steve? No, like you, you like okay. What this person is talking about is the fact that I'm the one doing the demos. The, the majority of the, the content on the right. channel. I'm doing the demos. Uh, I'm the I'm the face on the demos. I'm doing the editing for the demos and stuff. And then with that stuff concerned, yeah, I'm doing the lion's share of the the work on the channel because right. the channel is my full time job. It is not Steve's full time job. It's my side gig. Yes, it is my hustle. Steve, <laughs> Steve, I'm Ryan's pimp. Steve is the uh, Steve is one of the <laughs> podcast. Founders. I am his co-founder. We are each other's co-founders of That's the podcast. True. I would say that you and I do an equal amount of work for the podcast feature of this channel. 
That's fair. I think that's fair. Like I do editing, which is technically something that you don't do, but you do a crap ton of like organizational stuff yeah. and just keeping track of information and you know, like things that I'm I'm not good at because I'm not analytical that sure. way. Sure. I know? I mean I think the Patreon was my idea. Right. Originally, um, there's a lot of accounts I, I that you, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And you organize all I, the, the nonsense that is our email account. Like yeah. you look at how many folders I'm, are I'm, in the email I'm, account. I'm terrible at shipping things, but you're worse. I think you ship things, which is better than <laughs> what I do. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. you, you, you have a, like people think, Oh, maybe he just shows up and he's the co-host on the podcast. You, you pull your weight, man. Thank you. I'd never think for a minute that Steve doesn't pull his weight for the 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 the, the function for the, the the what's the word the segment of the channel that you participate in. You pull your full weight. Yeah, and I've been gaining weight, so that's a, that's actually a, a hefty task. <laughs> Pulling um, more weight than ever. <laughs> I've also I've also uh, will co I will jump on other. I mean, you'll yeah. use it too. Jump on other shows. Uh, I still have the most downloaded episode of the effects loop of all time, I believe. Now there's a brag. Yeah. I went on like two weeks before you did and you did not like, apparently I'm I i did not deliver. You did not deliver. Oh my gosh. You got all those Steve stands in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I do like a, I try to do what I can on the back end to like make things run smoothly and, um, you know, and at the end of the day, like we started this as a podcast. We started right. this as two guys in and a room. And it still is a podcast. It's, it just happens to have a demo channel yeah. attached to it now. So, and you can't, it's not easy to have a podcast by yourself. Yeah. I did it for 15 minutes when your child was born and it was crazy. <laughs> I have, I have no desire to po- be like <laughs> one of those solo podcast guys ever. Like that seems like hell to me. And then to like the people that do it and like have guests on every week. No, thank yeah. you. Like, Can you imagine doing some, I mean, again, I had to do it for that one episode, but could you imagine every week you come in and you're like, well, let's look at this ad. Wow. That sucks. Right. Right. Other things I do, I read Dutch. Steve reads Dutch. I don't understand it, but I can read it. Um, I used to, I mean, I think, well, I've got a video. I've got, I guess I could launch that video uh, any whenever I want, right? Yeah, this Pretty week. Much this week. Maybe you week. launched it already. Maybe I are. I, um, Maybe Steve we'll made see. a Steve, Steve finally made the video of the string swings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about it. I did edit it. But I can say for sure that you spent more time shooting it than I spent editing it. <laughs> I maybe spent ten minutes on that. <laughs> I spent, which is pro- a, I've spent almost an hour. Well, here's the thing: the setup and everything. This here's took over an hour. Here's an encouraging thing, though. Like, if people watch that video and it does well enough to do that sort of thing again, yeah. Like that format of video, you drop all the files into our Google Drive. And I can, I'll, I'll probably be able, able to edit whatever you do fairly easily. Yeah. Because it's going to be one camera, single source audio, you talking about something, you showing something, and then done. You know. Yeah. So it's like yeah, easy cool. peasy edits, pump out content. Like if if you want to make content, you can. I'm already on pace to hit my goal to double my video output from last year. <laughs> I've already. It's only it's only February, Steve. I've already matched it. 
one more video and I've doubled it. Doubled it. Um, no, we got some we got some other ideas uh, coming in this year. You know, I, I would say like moving out and having space or well, moving into right. a house, having the space has kind of afforded like to do some of the things that we thought about. Like I'm not a I'm not like a a guitar player anyone wants to watch do a demo video. Well, here's the De- thing: vi- demo a, an an object, a pedal or whatever, but. Uh, we, we actually had a company reach out. I have not, I need to respond to them about doing an amp kit this year, which is a thing that we talked about yeah, last that, year. That would be amazing. And so that would be a thing, you know, that potentially I would build and watch bring it down Steve here. electrocute himself in his garage. <laughs> that would be bad. Well, here's, here's what I want to say, Steve, rewinding back yeah. to your guitar playing ability. When I started doing demos, I'd I would very confidently say that you and I were at a similar skill place. I think we're at a similar but different skill. Different skills, but similar skill level. Yeah. The only reason I play the way I play at all right now is because I've actually... Because it's your job. It's my job, and I've actually put in... I have to put in hours playing. Yeah. I have to get... I I had to become very meticulous and intentional with what I play and don't play, and so, so that I can be... Someone who can present himself that's, playing an instrument on camera. Fair. You haven't had to do that, thank no, God. No, it's a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so I it sounds like what you're saying is you suck because you can afford to suck. <laughs> exactly, Steve. You're free. Don't worry um, about it. Like Steve doesn't need to be good at guitar. Be happy for him. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have you have a real job. I do have a real Steve job. Steve is a real for adult person for now, job. Layoffs hit biotech really hard this month. So hope, Finger, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Finger. Who knows? Maybe Steve will be doing demos really hard <laughs> in a month or two here. Jeez. <laughs> I hope not. Um, I hope you keep your real job, Steve. But yeah, I think the... Because you'd have to get your own demo channel. I'm not going to share YouTube ad yeah, revenue. <laughs> hey, well, you know, it's uh, it, a lot of YouTubers, after they hit a certain number, they start a second channel so they can like diversify their uh diversify their their work. Right. So like I know Phil, Phil McKnight, he has his like standard like know your gear channel. Right. And he's put all of his interviews on like a second, like I don't know what it's called because well, he I has, only follow the main. He ha- he's very picky about how YouTube treats his live sure. videos. Yeah. And he he's he's very analytical about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a I'm personally uh, a lot more loose and forgiving with the statistics and the numbers and just right. like, whatever happens happens let's like fly by the seat of our pants where phil is like oh because i did this uh it was three percent off from normal and stuff like that <laughs> it's probably bigger margins than that but he he really deeply cares but i mean about like that stuff. that's not an uncommon yeah like that was the example but a lot of and, and the division that he's talked about where he's like well i put interviews and things that are like kind of like different than what I built my channel on. I put them on my new channel. Right. And I think a lot of you, like the, one of the things that was real popular uh, last year, I guess, starting up is there was a big debate in YouTube um, about like, should people, should creators have shorts on their main channel or should they create a mm. channel just to have shorts? Um, because a lot of people like me, like I don't really watch shorts as part of like my, if I, if P, channels I subscribe to make shorts, I don't necessarily watch them. So they're just things that come Happen. into my feed. Cause right. I, I want their long form content, but not necessarily like 
a one minute or whatever long video. This is the other thing I do for this channel is like is soundboard ideas, which sounds right. like a dumb. No, Steve, like I it are, sounds Steve. like a thing that isn't critical. But when you work with Ryan, he has a lot of bad ideas. <laughs> Steve and I are are creative partners. Like that's the reality of it. Like a lot a lot of stuff that happens on this channel, uh, it it wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing it if Steve wasn't my creative partner. Like I wouldn't be doing a lot of this alone. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So it's, it's absolutely a team effort over here. What else do I do? Um, You're my muse, Steve. Oh, I don't think that's, <laughs> that's probably not true. You make it okay for me to talk about bass guitars on this channel. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad. And I'm, I have a feeling uh, when that video drops, there's probably going to be a, even more comments about that Gibson Sunburst mm. base. That You're planning have, on selling it, right? That I have listed on OfferUp and Facebook Marketplace right now. I don't know if it's going to sell. I think I may have just really badly timed the market, and I'm definitely listing it at top dollar. What's weird? I well, I've been listing a bunch of cheap stuff that below market, so I I haven't been having trouble moving stuff. Mm. I've been having people show up for two hundred dollar guitars, which is been interesting i mean i've only had them up for like a week so sure. it hasn't even really been that long but you got, you got to hit them all you got to do uh craigslist offer up do facebook people, do people still do craigslist i i've been listing stuff there I, every now and then i get a hit okay yeah i should list the bass guitar and my custom tube amp together that's so <laughs> sad uh i don't know what else do i do i ship three 280 reverb pedals oh my I, gosh that you no know, stuff like that. That was gross. Never again. I, I, I would, would do it again. I, I would do it again. I would not survive doing the tedious stuff like that. That's, I would, that Steve takes on. I would do it again. Like, and hasn't there been like contests where you do spreadsheets and stuff for entries and things? Yeah, like, when we did the uh, the donation one, right, um, right. I did that. I'm I not that old. Handle all that. Tried to spreadsheet it out. There's like two things I know how to do. I know how to sit in front of the camera and I know how to edit the footage <laughs> and everything else I put off until it basically people forget about it and it never happens. You know? Yeah, we need to talk about that actually. <laughs> I know exactly. Every what. once in a while yeah, I, look I know exactly at what you want to bring up. Yeah. And there's like 30 emails in draft. I I maybe it's better now I haven't looked in a while. 30 emails in draft? There for a while there was like 30 draft emails in draft. For what? Just random, like just random stuff going back like years. Like oh, I, maybe I finally cleared some of them out because it was like I don't think Ryan's ever going to respond. Well, sometimes to this. I start responding, then I realize that I don't want to talk to that person, yeah. and I give up. Sorry, people, I haven't replied. But you to. don't. But now you everyone's going to think that that was the case with them, and it's it's rare. No, it's like they were all more like businessy type things. Sure, sure. What did you think I was going to talk about? The fifty fifty design. No, the, the, the stamp. The stamp. The stamp. Steve wants a rubber stamp and all I have to do stamp. is email the logo to someone who will cut it. And I, yeah. what I need to do, like you, what you need to do is you need to text me, like send me the logo right now. I'll send you the logo and then you do the email. Yeah. Yeah. Do well, that. that's what, so if we ever generate, if we ever do the resource, we're talking about doing a resource pack on Google drive. Speaking of which, right. I need to delete those videos off of Google drive because they're taking up a yeah, lot of Yeah, they're huge. They're, they're, they're an hour each and there's two of them. <laughs> Well, the one off my phone, I think, is pretty is relatively small. They're big. They took a while to download. Yeah. Sorry. People really care about this information. All right. Should we do a guitar podcast? Let's do a guitar podcast. Uh, what was our first one here? This one is called Left for Dead. That's right. 
Left for Dead Punk Base. By the way, ads. we're giving away $20 gift cards to our favorite ad of each episode. If you sent in an ad and we choose it out of, uh, uh, as our favorite out of three or mm-hmm. sometimes four, who knows, then we're going to email you. And we're like, hey, where do you want your gift card to? And if there's a gift card available, we'll get you a $20 gift card to Sweetwater, Toman, Amazon, your favorite fast food place. Anywhere that has a gift card, then we can do it digitally. We will honor that. So please send us your best, your worst, your most egregious used ads you can find on the internet for Guitar Gear. And you may be a winner. Okay, so what do we have here? This was sent by Robert Wax. There's a lot of words here, and I'm going to try to read them because they're mostly nonsense. Left 4 Dead, Punk. Baz. It's B-A-Z-Z. Baz. $150 with the shirt. SM58. $125 without. So that. Washed up one day in the Clinton River Cuomo, perhaps utilized as an OAR, once sweated upon by Ignatius Suck My Kiss, never used it, painted by a punk skunk Anansi. Can I buy a vol? Delirious in design. Reviews is to stay in tune. Sounds funky, plugged in or not. Probably originally played by that dude from Snot. Sorry, that's all I've got. Spec, Howard, but not too stern. Sunheiser mic capsule embedded in a dispatch mic from Car 54. Where are you? Can plug into a preamp on mini mixer because Tranny only produces a mic level signal. She prefers the pronoun 12. If you ever get to be the proud owner, if your name happens to be Mary, well, I'll let you finish that one. If you're still reading this, please seek and destroy some therapy. Also accommodates a push-through microphone that picks up ambient oh sound to add to the mix. So so that is... This what, is a noise base. So that is... So there's the main microphone that's a pickup that we talked about. Well, that's if like, it's being used as a pickup, does it yeah. function as a pickup? Who knows? And then the other hole is just to attach a microphone. Yeah, like you just jam microphone. an SM58 in there, what? <laughs> and it picks up the vibration. It, it picks up the sound in the room. What the? Did you see this nut? Yeah, it's a big <laughs> chunk of like brass pipe. They do have the right strings on here. <laughs> they have acoustic strings on this bass, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that'll work. That, that oh, checks out. Man, or this, are they just really rusted? This has to be someone's like noise project bass. Like they. They get up on stage, they play slide bass because that nut is an inch off the fretboard. That Whatever that microphone picks up is what they're working with. They're probably stacking it through fuzz and delay and reverb and all sorts of different orders. Oh, my God. Even the mounting of this microphone is, like, kind of nonsensical. That nut is crazy. I guess they're just running the i don't understand the wires just running out the side yeah i it's this is nonsense it's insane it's destructive to the base and honestly i'm i'm on board (laughs) i'm i want it i if i saw someone using this on a stage i would just be transfixed the entire time i wouldn't look away I'd i'd have to know which sounds that I'm hearing are coming from that? I need to know exactly what's going on here. You know, they should have started this off a little better. Uh, instead of washed up one day in the Clinton River Cuomo, they should have gone for the double pun. Washed up one day in the George Clinton River Cuomo. Ah. That is how you do it. Right. 
<laughs> oh man, how weird. But also, the microphone grill as a pickup look kind of works. It kind of I could get into that. The duct tape holding it all in together, can't holding get, it, can't. holding it to the guitar itself. I'm not not hot on that. But if they made you know, like a Fender did like microphone grill on mm-hmm. those gold foil pickups. It's kind of attractive. I don't looking. even understand the duct tape because it looks like this. It's just holding the like, microphone on. But it looks like it has screws in it. Why don't? Why aren't the screws holding it to the body? I have no. There's idea. D- there's definitely better ways to mount this. Like get some brackets. D- get some gorilla glue. <laughs> That's a call black. Call, call, call black. black. Call black. <laughs> That's a call black is what I uh, is what you do with a roulette table. Yeah, there you go. It's the neck is painted. The neck is painted to match the body. There's various things like scratched into the headstock, but it all looks like nonsense. Big surprise. There's some X's, a Z. Uh, I kind of like the idea of the SM58 just stuck into that hole, just hanging out, just hanging out like. You just have a microphone in your guitar, and you just grab it when you need it. Didn't Jack Jack Black did that already? Jack Black did that. But he with had one like of those harmonica pickups. A really, he had like a really slick one done with a with a Gretsch. Yeah, where it made visual sense and it was like a really cool thing. There's a coin. Yeah, a coin might be more, worth of a, more than the guitar. More of a medallion, Steve. <laughs> what a trip. How much do they want for it? 150 bucks. No. That's not a medallion, Ryan. You got to stick with the theme. That's a metallic. That $150 is all microphones. This is not a <laughs> base for sale. These they only mi- want $25 for the Shure SM58. Oh, that's not included? No, Screw that. It's one, oh, it's $150 with the Shure SM58 $125 without. You know how I bought my how much I bought my SM58s for? Forty bucks, fifty-eight dollars. Really, Sweetwater Gear Fest deal. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think usually they're like seventy. Was that like a through? Was that online or was that like I was in a, person, baby? At a previous Gear Fest, that was the first time I went to Gear Fest. They oh. were running that deal. I was like, well, I don't want to lose money, so I bought two of them. <laughs> I feel like I have this memory, and maybe it wasn't me. Maybe it was just someone I knew. It's probably someone. No, I had a bunch of SM58s at one time, and was like selling them one at a time. Hmm. On eBay, Steve found an SM58 tree on the side of the road. Basically, no. He I, just picked a bunch of them, put in it, put it. He put them in his shirt and and ran home. There's my belly on the screen. Ran home, mom, <laughs> dad. Doing? You wouldn't believe what I found. I found an SM58 tree, and no one believed him. I think I was selling them for the church because they were just like oh, that old. Makes sense. Like maybe it wasn't SM58s. Maybe it was other old microphones. You found the closet just packed full of old microphones. Yeah, it was like that. Oh. They they didn't know why they didn't work because no one figured out how to turn on phantom powers. <laughs> That's not for 58s because they're dynamic. A buddy of mine picked up a full set of like drum microphones. I think they were like cheap. They're like Samson or Nady or Mm. something. But still, like a full set of even the cheapest drum mics is still like a couple hundred bucks. And he got them for like, I think like 50 bucks because the person who was selling them was like, don't work. Not sure why. And it was because Phantom Power. uh, Phantom Power. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Ghost Power. Uh, this base it has his looks like it runs off ghost power. <laughs> I don't think it's haunted. I think it wants to be haunted, but it's trying too hard. You mm. know, like the ghosts are like, ah, uh, you know. You don't think this story is real? Cool you don't enough. think they just fish this thing out of the river? I don't think anything in this ad is real. 
<laughs> no, like, I think that I, you know, could, can you can you save this? Can you resurrect this? I, I think you technically could. It's going to need a new nut. Uh, a pit guard could cover up that gaping hole. Uh, I mean, there's wood missing underneath the actual bridge. Here's here's what I'm thinking. What they what did they carve this out with? They, it looks like they chiseled it with a kitchen spoon. Why do you think there's wood missing under the bridge? Is there a picture? Look at the, the bridge right here. Oh, that's the a, bridge is hanging over this like hand on route. Barely they wood shoved the microphone there, in. There's no there's no structural integrity there. It's fine. The the bridge like. 20% easy of the bridge is hanging over a canyon. It's, it's held in place by three wood screws. It's fine. <laughs> it doesn't even have all the screws for the bridge. Oh, and you know what? There's not holes for the... Under I bet this thing doesn't intonate. I bet that the bridge is in the wrong position. Why do you think it's... A because there's not holes for the other two screws in the wood. Oh, you're saying this is in, like, the wrong position. I think they put the bridge back in the wrong place. Or it's, yeah, no, you're probably right. You, do you really think the person who's going to buy this base care, cares about intonation? No, it's because it's functionally fretless as it's set up right now. All they need to do is move the neck further away from the bridge, and it'll be fine. <laughs> Look at the... Oh, my... This. Uh, here's Here's my thought. Like, if you're... This is the base that you buy if you're in a... I, I heard this term today for the first time. What was I listening to? Oh, not today. Yesterday, I was listening to Get Offset. They use this term. Apparently, this is a term. Swamp rock. Do you swamp know what swamp rock. rock is? No, but I can imagine they it. They describe swamp rock as... Uh, well, they were talking about John Fogarty. All right. Uh, so saying like cre Credence is like Bayou or Swamp right. Rock or something. This is the base that you play if you're in a punk... Credence cover band. Man, I want to hear that. Where you're just doing like punk versions of Credence Clearwater Revival songs. Not not versions, but like in the same vein. That's what I want to hear. No, like, I want to hear. I want to hear uh, uh, the Hank Three version of Credence. Yeah, that's what that. So that's what I mean. It wouldn't be like a pop punk or like a right. skate punk sound. It'd I'm, be like freaky stuff. It would be like Credence, but like I want to hear the meth. Yeah, you know, it's like methy creep. Right, that's Jeez. what I want. I want to. <laughs> that's rough. That's pretty rough. That's, but that's what I. That's they don't. The musicians making it. I'm not saying that they should uh, be using meth. I'm saying yeah. I want it to sound like they do. Right. So I'm not. You know, I'm not. So like, you still have to have like the shuffle beat on everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just and, way and fast. Like, and like the heavy tremolo and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I'm all I'm for it. Someone record a song and send it to us. It pro this genre probably it already probably exists. Does exist? Yeah. I'm not gonna buy. It. I'm not gonna buy this base. You're not really. Yeah. Wow. Big, big what surprise. a surprise! Big surprise, right? What a We're surprise! All shocked. We're all shocked. How much would you pay for this base? It's already hundred fifty dollars with would, an SM58. I'm I'm looking at it as as like I'd want to I want to check out that microphone. It's some sort of. You know, unique microphone that's in there. It looks, I, I don't know where it came from. They make it sound like it came out of a squad car. I doubt that's true, but I would be like, oh, if I if I figure out what that microphone is and if it's worth anything, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd go buy that for the price of that microphone. That microphone's not worth anything. Probably not. I mean, maybe. The SM58's worth at least $58. That is a no-name neck on there. 
If it mm-hmm. was, if it was a brand name neck, then the brand is long gone. Sure, it doesn't look like it was ever anything special. It's definitely not like the shape of any. You can get, you can get all sorts of, you know, cheap P-based knockoffs. Mm-hmm. That'll be in new condition. That'll probably play way better than what you could make that play. Like you could do a rescue job on that, and it still probably wouldn't play as good as getting but, like a Rondo or right. a Harley Benton. What about this zinc nut? Or any random. $120 base off of Amazon that's made by, you know, a Donner equivalent or something like but that. But Ryan, what about this zinc nut? Oh, it is a unique zinc I'm nut. I'm just going to keep saying it. Is it zinc? I don't know. Because it looks like a piece of copper tube. It might be copper tube, but it looks extra shiny like, I love a, where like they, a modern penny. They filed through the tube <laughs> so much that there's a gap in it on the, on the G-string. <laughs> that's bad. Is it bad, though? Is it it's worse bad. than any other part of it? At least that string's not going to pop out of the slot. That's true. Is it any worse than the rest of it? Like if no, you know, no. This this is a not. this is a twenty five dollar guitar. Twenty five dollars. You're selling a problem. But you're, you're getting an SM fifty eight. No, you have to pay extra for that. Okay, so it's a twenty five dollar base, and you pay an extra twenty five dollars to get the SM fifty eight. Perfect. Okay. At le- it, in the very least, you just bought firewood for the next. You log video. <laughs> I tried to buy. Uh, I tried to get. I bought some firewood. Couldn't get it to light. I'm very frustrated. You lost your man card, Steve. No. What would the cavemen think? They'd think, "Wow, that guy's got a nice house. Why is he trying to start a fire?" Right. Oh, he no need fire. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot! You have gas furnace. Why light fire? That's what they would say. Right. Right. <laughs> That's offensive to cavemen. We all know what cavemen talk like, and it's not like that. They talk like the Geico cavemen. Oh, yeah. Or they talk like uh, Phil Hartman. Yeah, exactly like Phil Hartman. When I climb into an airplane, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, am I inside the belly of a giant metal bird? (laughs) It's such a stupid bit, but... It hit for some reason. I may not know much as a caveman. I may be scared by your modern conveniences like light bulbs. But what I can tell you (laughs) is my client is innocent. (laughs) (laughs) SNL just had the, like, they'd come up with the weirdest characters. Yeah. Basically, SNL was Geico commercials. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's where Geico just copied SNL and that's where Geico came I, from. I, uh, so it's funny. I was, I just was weird characters. I was talking to someone the other day. First, I heard, heard this, I think from, um, we're going to go off the rails a little, like a crazy a little further off the rails. Yes. Somewhat like a crazy, like not exactly like similar to a crazy but train, similar to a crazy train. I was, right, I was listening go. to, I think it was, this is rad. I, 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 um, uh, and they were talking about SNL. And in I, I again I think it was uh, this is red. They're basically saying that they think SNL is actually peaking right now. That it's the best it's ever been. It's all downhill from here. Which I was telling that to someone at work, and they're like, "SNL is horrible right now." I was like, "It's always it's, been bad. It's always bad, and it's always good." You know what I mean? It's fast food. Yeah, it, it's, it's Taco Bell. Uh, SNL is Taco Bell, where it's like it's bad at the thing that it is, but it's also like iconic at the thing it is there are things happening with snl right now that now i haven't watched this i guess i haven't watched the season so maybe i'm super wrong but at least the last couple seasons 
that are just completely off the rails, like amateur hour, where you're like, I don't know why this is funny. Right. It's all, it's, but that's, well, here's the thing. Like I haven't watched SNL other than like clips that show up on. Well, that's, the, I mean, like that's my the, phone from time to time. That's the thing to watch is the clips. Right, but I haven't like, there was a period that I was picking up where like they were doing a lot of like really high production stuff and it was all falling flat to me. Right. The SNL that I like is like the land shark bit, you know, caveman lawyer. Right. You know, like right. the, these random characters that make no damn sense or just nonsense. But you know, that, that lines up with me being a kids in the hall sure. person too. Like sure. the, the, I like the, it's not random, but the absurdist. I like the absurdist yeah. humor. So if they're, if they're delving into that, then maybe I should check it out again. I don't know. I, th- I think they have their moments. So for example, like the, I don't know if they're still doing them this season. I also don't care about celebrity guests at oh, all. That's, that's fair. Uh, I was going to say like, well, I know we, we've talked about, I think on the show before Saturday morning, all star hits. Yeah. I love that show. And those, the, the guy who did those was like an SNL player for a couple of seasons. And was doing that style of like digital short on SNL where it's like, and now they have the interns. They have these three guys that do like an interns bit in place of digital shorts. And they're kind of like off the rails every once in a while. And they do like costumes that make no sense. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, it, like I said, it's simultaneously, the best it's ever been and the worst it's ever been. But I think that's really the conclusion like, for all SNL ever. Like anything, it's supposed to be generational. Yeah. And I think there are... Like s- every 10 years, it's not supposed to be for you anymore. It's yeah. supposed to be for the next people. No, and I think that's exactly what it is. Right. You know. I just happen to be forever young. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do some housekeeping? Yeah, let's do some housekeeping. Housekeeping is a part of the show where I invite you, if you would like to support this program, if you'd like to support 60 Cycle Hum. We invite you. To visit us at patreon.com slash 60 Cycle Humcast, where you can support the show for as little as $1, as much as officially $25. Unofficially. The 20, sky is the limit. A billion dollars. Maybe you're the guy who just won the lottery, I think, in Maine. Hey, if you guys want Steve to be more full-time, <laughs> finance it is all I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah. You, you, come, be, you become a very generous and eccentric benefactor. Yeah. You can uh, do some Google work. Head on over to Glassdoor. Look up what the average salary is for a scientist. In San Diego, California. I feel like we can shoot higher, Steve. And, I think we, well, if just, we're going to shoot for an eccentric billionaire, let's get an eccentric billionaire. And then, uh, well, uh, so you can... Elon, go, I know you're watching, buddy. You can... Uh, you, can you can make you Steve's can, dreams come true. Make him full-time on 60 Cycle Hunt. Google the average salary for a Major League Baseball player. <laughs> and uh, that's what my going rate is, to become a full-time Steve player in 60 demands Cycle demands the salary... Of a scientist working on a guitar YouTube channel. Okay? And he will take no less. No one knows what that means. I don't even know what that means. Uh, but head on over there. We appreciate uh, anything uh, you're... It makes things happen. You can share here. with us. We buy food. We go on trips. We uh, we buy do we, things. We pay for subscriptions that we need to make the show happen. Yeah. Things like that. It's, you we, know, pay for, we pay for Podbean. We pay for Podbean. We we give you guys gift cards when you have an ad that we like, you know. Uh, we mail things. We mail things, and mail, and, 
and female things. Sh- shipping adds up and non-binary things. Mm-hmm. That's everyone's what, included. What's the point of this? Just go to patreon.com, look us up, or 60 Cycle Homecast, or click the link in the below. Another well, ad? Let's do some more money stuff. Let's talk about money, 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 money. I want to talk about these first because yeah. this is going to go into our what's new. Sure. First sponsor re-upping with us. Thanks, yeah. guys. Stringjoy. Stringjoy said that they wanted to try out six month, m- months with us. They did it. And it's, I was like, hey, uh, is it up? And they're like, uh, yeah, but we're going to keep going because why wouldn't we? And we're like, okay, we feel the same way. Why wouldn't we keep going? And so we held hands through email and we stared into each other's eyes. And then money tra- was transacted. It was I should very just, romantic. I should just subvert this whole ad and be like, Crafted in Portland, Oregon, played on stages worldwide. Gun Street Wiring Shop is the Strangely acquired. Uh, they, well, they they they, they are it's like a merger. It's like a merge. They merged. But anyway, we're here to talk about strings. But if you need a wiring kit, and I'm not just talking about a wi- like I want to upgrade my pot. If you want to upgrade you your have pots, the craziest wiring kit ever. If, if you want to upgrade your pots, go to Gun Street Wiring Shop. If you want the craziest wiring kit ever, this is what I. You guys have seen what what they, th- what he sends me. This is what I've done. Is I go, hey Sean, I need this wiring kit. I've done this twice. I need a wiring kit. Oh, what do you have? Oh, I have this pickup configuration. Oh, what are you thinking? I don't know, man. Like, what sounds crazy? Let me know. Oh, how about a how about a series split? Okay, cool. Let's do that. He did stuff. How, how about it- we just how about we just make this push pull where when you pull it, it just goes straight to straight to uh go straight from the volume to the output you he can turn your guitar into like 50 guitars he he did stuff in the wiring harness for my silver sky that i still don't understand i heard he can turn your telecaster into a telestar blaster did you just make that up i think i did that's incredible i heard he can you can he, you can turn your les paul into a more paul you can turn your jag stang into a jazz dang anyway string joy uh they make these strings in nashville tennessee They've got coded strings now. They've got regular, their signature strings. You can head on over there and you can customize a set for yourself. I just put a set of the uh, of the coded's on yeah. my swept wing back there. First of all, the strings that I had on there had gone dead and they were dull. And you can't have that in a surf band. I'm using it for dinosaur ghosts. So I swapped it out before practice the other night. Mm-hmm. They felt fantastic, nice and bright and twangy. I had a great time. They felt slick. That's good to hear. Yeah, I like coated strings. I used to I used to <laughs> not like them back in the old elixir days when it yeah. felt like there was like a condom on your entire string and you would see like the the plastic flaking off after a while. Like it would get fuzzy, but yeah, the, these newer generations of coated strings. I need I need to take a picture nice. of the elixirs that are on my big baby Taylor that have been on there since <laughs> like 2018. That's how you know you got yourself a Taylor. You got the original strings on there. Well, they're not the well, they're not the original, but they're pretty gnarly. Right. Uh, our next sponsor this week is Big Ear Pedals. They just made this thing. This that's an idea that came out of this podcast, Steve. It's I know it's a terrible idea that came out of this podcast. People are buying them. By the time another, this episode is up, they might be sold out. Another dumb idea from Sixty Cycle Hum, brought to you by your friends at Bigger Pedals. This is the Wacka. We had this has been in the works for like two years. Grant hit me up like two years ago, and it's like let's make that dumb idea that you had on the podcast. This is and then we just a, been slowly working on it, and life got in the way. You know, Grant had like two moves since yeah. then. 
right. I, we, uh, we were going to name it the Bubbles, and then we couldn't because Simon the Magpie came out with a pedal called the Bubbles. This is a, what, nine-stage boost? Is that the deal? It's nine boosts. Nine I don't boosts. know if you can call it staging officially. It's nine boosts. It's nine boosts. It's nine little baby boosts, and you stack them. Every single one is the same amount of boost. Mm-hmm. And so you just keep adding boosts. And you're like, I didn't say it in the video. Okay. This thing is incredibly satisfying to step on. Put put your foot on that, Steve. Doesn't that feel nice? I need two of these under my desk just to massage my feet. Yeah, you use them as insoles, honestly. <laughs> no, isn't that like a cool feeling? It's, that's why we're going to call it that's why we're going to call it the bubbles cuz it's like bubble yeah. wrap. Yeah. It's I I should have leaned into that in the video. Maybe I'll make a little short about I think that. the original color was going to be like a little lighter too. Or no, we were always going to do gold sparkle. But it's, all, but it's also because when I talked to Grant about it, the idea of the gold sparkle was also because the bubbles, it's like champagne. a champagne. Right. Totally. Anyway, go check this out. Uh, be your pedals. Thanks for making this design with us. Maybe there's some left. Hopefully there's some left. If it, there's not any left, then just go buy a wood. Well, here's the thing: by the time buy this, a loaf. By the time this episode airs, they still won't be shipped out because mm. I won't be back for my trip yet. That's true. And we're the, the, he's gonna have to wait to ship them out until you and I sign all the back that's, plates. That's true. Yep. If you buy one of these, you put it on reverb for like three times the price. I will personally complain about it on the internet. <sighs> all right. That's serious. I'm look, at gonna, Steve's, look at Steve's I'm not face. Gonna He's hunt, deadly serious. I'm not going to hunt you down. Look at him. This is this is I'm not, not a joke. Gonna, I'm not going to invoke physical violence against you. I'm just going to say he he lives he lives by his word. Everything I'm, he just said is true. I'm going to say something not nice about you. Damn. in the Facebook group. I won't know who you are because you'll be on Reverb and you'll be right. like Jimmy's Garage and there's like ten thousand Jimmy's Garages. I'm just going to say, like, you know what? I don't think that was a very cool move. Yeah, I, legally, I just need to put it out there that Steve does not represent the podcast with these statements. He's making these threats. This is a personal. And- <laughs> it's not a threat. It's a promise. <laughs> it's a guarantee. <laughs> and there's our thumbnail. Steve pointing violently <laughs> at the camera. Hey, at you people. Hey, Ryan, what's new? Uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm in the Philippines right now, so that's you cool. You are in the Philippines. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is all virtual. Yeah. You know, the internet is, is pretty great here, so we can, no, we pre-recorded this, obviously. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping that that's going pretty great. The uh, Philippines I, are been, me actually launching videos on time. I've been there a week. Yeah, I, I, I trust you to launch videos on time. I've been there a week. I mean, hopefully everything's all right. Hopefully we're doing good. I hope everyone's uh, in good health while we're out here and having a good time. And I hope Glenn made it because <laughs> Glenn has been having some travel planning issues. The, the airline moved his flight back a couple days. Oh, yikes. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> I've been joking that um, Glenn is going to show up and it's going to be like uh, the adult like Navy guy showing up to uh, the Lord of the Flies Island. Oh, He's going to show up. We're all going to be in loincloths with sticks sharpened on both ends and stuff. And he's like, what the hell's going on here? He's going to turn it back around and taxi. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, I'm going home. <laughs> but other than that, like in, in the, you know, this the is real, what, in the if, real time, if that, that happened, happened, if that happened, this is what Glenn would really say. Oh, 
When did all you guys become bass players? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this is worse than metal analogy. And everyone will get metal analogy. What's metal analogy? You know, he'll make a metal analogy. He'll, oh, this yeah. is worse than, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 Get it? <laughs> yeah. uh, in in the real timeline that you and I are in right yeah. now, that's not in the in the distant future. Um, I've been doing a lot of band practicing. Hmm. That new band that I, I joined up with, we yeah. we had a practice. Do you have a name yet? We do not have a name yet. Uh, it we tightened up. It felt a lot better. We're starting mm-hmm. to figure stuff out. We're getting our volume levels a little bit more appropriate because oh. the first time it was, I think it was one of those things where. No one really knows what their part is. And so no one's right. playing in a way where they can hear themselves. So we're all just getting louder and louder and louder trying to hear ourselves. And it was just all over the place. And then the second practice, it started to form up a bit and we're settling into our places in the mix and things are making sense. But uh, I, with that in mind, I've been trying to figure out what amp I'm going to use mm. for that particular project. I, I mean, Dinosaur Ghost... I have the acoustic control, right. which is like the classic that I've used. I ordered a new speaker right. for the cab. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Uh, but for this new project, mm-hmm. it's a totally different sound. Yeah. I have a, I have a decent amount of options here. I've been using the Black Star, which is, oh my gosh, it's so great moving that thing around. I never want to move a heavy amp again for the rest of my <laughs> life. It's so freaking light. But I've been back and forth on the head. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. That Blackstar St. James head sounds good, but it has this like high nasal thing that I think a lot of people would like, but I'm not getting along with. Mm. And it's not like crazy, like, oh man, I can't. It's just like me being particular. So I've been swapping between that and the Wang's head uh, oh, that I have right there behind me. Uh, I actually used that at Dinosaur Ghost practice last night as a as a clean amp head, and it sounded cool. great for that. Um, Wait, you're using I, I like the clean setting. Yeah, I'm so using, are you just because you're running drive pedals into the acoustic? Uh, well, I or, always use a, I always use the fifty fifty with Dinosaur Ghost. I always use a DoD two fifty, but I don't go super heavy gain. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just need a, a loud clean channel for Dinosaur Ghost at, mm-hmm. at practice. I don't need to get that loud. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to figure out the amps for the other band because I do need it to be fairly loud because the drummer can I mean, hit. You, you've got that Tone King Imperial back there. Yeah, but that's like a twenty watt amp. Oh, it won't. It's so a, you it, don't think it won't. It wouldn't keep up. It's so it's only a little bit louder than the Princeton's. Right, right. And it's it's yeah. one of those amps that gets gets into dirt pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would probably work. I mean, on stage with a mic and stuff like that, it would probably work just fine. You want to borrow also, my afraid, crate power block? I'm afraid to move the Tone King. I'm afraid to gig with it because <laughs> it's so pretty. It is, Steve, move aside so people can see it for just a moment. There, Look at it back there. It's beautiful. I can't figure out which way to it's, move. It's a beautiful amplifier, that Tone King. I'm afraid of moving it in and out of my trunk. Like, am I going to get a freaking road case for this amp? Maybe. Uh, that's the problem with getting nice stuff. I don't want to gig it. So it sounds like overall <laughs> the the St. James is like here's like the St. James of, of is your, of the amps that you have. The St. James is like a technical no brainer. Yeah. It has the wattage. the The weight is fantastic. I kind of don't want to mess that one up either, but I don't feel as bad if it gets scuffed or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. It's technically not as high value as the Tone King. It's not cheap either, but sure. Uh, I'm in love with the cab. If I didn't use the head, I might buy another one of those cabs mm. and, and like have split 
four by twelve sort oh of gosh. thing going on because there's so it's so light. Would, would it's the, so light. Would the wings be loud enough, or the the longs be loud enough for that band? Or you, is, it's on it's the like edge. thirty watts, right? It's on the edge. I was swapping it back and forth in the practice. Yeah, and it was like uh, it, it feels like the the St. James gets mm. me like. 10% more, right. but I'm not sure I need that 10% more, but it's more about headroom because I'm pushing both amps into being compressed and being on the edge of dirt, which isn't gotcha. a bad thing for this band, but I also don't have headroom to boost if I want to boost a lead up over it. Have so I'm because I'm pushing into the tubes and they're just compressing more and driving more. So I, mm -hmm. I don't have room for a, an actual volume boost at the levels we're running at. Have you considered using the... Boss bass katana for bass, for a guitar amp. For a guitar amp, I mean, I could try it. I mean, I could. <laughs> That's a pretty dumb idea. I could technically use my katana, which is a hundred watts. Oh yeah, you have a katana. You all do you have the catalyst still? No, I, I've always had the combo, but I could run the combo into the St. James speaker cab. Ooh, there you go. To get more speakers cooking, if I wanted to. Yeah. Oh, don't give me bad. But do you ideas. have the Line Six Catalyst, or did you sell that? Uh, I gave, give it away? I lent it to Cassidy. You lent, okay, cool. Cause he, yeah, yeah. he just built a guitar project right. and I was like, do you have an amp? And he's like, I don't have an amp right now. Like, Take this home with you. Yeah. If you don't like it, then hand it back to me. I also just gave, uh, Ariel, the, the other guitarist and dinosaur goes, I, I long-term loaned him the monoprice stage, right? I just been like being extremely generous. Oh, that's the 15 watt, yeah, yeah. the little tube amp. Yeah. You say little, well, it's like. It, it held its weight at yeah. Dinosaur Ghost practice really? last night. Like, I was honestly a little bit shocked. Hmm. He, like, because he has this uh, uh, deluxe reverb, yeah. like an original one. Mm -hmm. It's a heavy beast. He doesn't like carrying it around if he doesn't have to. And he yeah. asked me, he's like, hey, do you have, like, anything, like, kind of practice amp similar that would be light and easy for me to carry around so I don't have to carry on this whole other amp. And, like, mm -hmm. if I'll try it out, and if I like it, then, you know, I'll buy it from you or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, here, just just borrow it. I don't need money. It's like, yeah. whatever. Like, it's a $250 tube amp that actually sounded really good last night. <laughs> and right. I don't think there's any on Amazon right now. I wish I, I wish there were, because then I could do a little video and be like, it sounded fantastic. Go buy one. Have you thought it about... It worked in a band mix with a drummer and a bass. You got your new band. Yeah. Have you guys thought about a name yet? No, we haven't even started talking about it yet. Uh, I've got some suggestions. All right. Uh, the Morning Glass. I heard here that's a name that's available. What if I did take one of our old uh, band names and like just like, oh, we started the band up again, but with new songs, different members, and a totally different sound? Um, I got a really good idea here. It just, uh -huh. I saw it. It came to me. In a dream? In a vision? The Bliss Factory. <laughs> Name it after a pedal made Bl by a sponsor. B Bliss Factory sounds like the name of a band in that like eighties kind of. It kind of does. You're uh, not wrong. Genre. Also, Bliss Factory is our featured pedal this week for uh, our sponsorship with Chase Bliss Audio. If you want to find out more about Chase Bliss Audio and their products, head on over to chaseblissaudio.com. They've been a longtime sponsor. So long of this show. Uh, thanks to everyone over they there must have for been a sponsor continuing to support this nonsense for at least like five years or something like that. Now? It's definitely possible. Long story. Thank you, Chase bliss 
Perpetual's more creative and better looking than you are. You know it's true. Go this, check out this, this Chaseless episode, Audio. This episode's going long. I just wanted to get it right, in right. under an hour. Uh, so <laughs> basically where I'm at right now yeah. is that I have an excuse. You mean guitaristically. I, I have an excuse to finally explore using a bunch of amps that I've acquired in actual gaming yeah, scenarios. Yeah. And I'm having fun and excited to do it, you know? No, that's cool. Yeah. Do you have anything new? Um, well, hopefully if I get everything moved around that I need to get moved around, I got that, the string swings up. By yeah, the, yeah. By the time this episode drops. You'll have it up. Um, I'll, I'll, because this is two weeks up, from now. Yeah. Um, so that video will be up by then. So you guys will see the, the install process. Um, I got to shuffle a couple of things around and then I'm going to build, uh, I'm not going to film it, but I'll build the string joy, string joy, the string swing, um, case rack. Oh, and, yeah. and that was actually like a really, at first I was like, well, I don't know if I want them. Then I was thinking about like my kids, my kids are just kind of like poke thing kids. And already like all the time, my youngest will come in and just strum every guitar. Yeah, that's fun. Um, well, the purpose of the case rack is I really don't want to hang my Les Paul right. in that situation. So it can just stay in the case. Uh, but it will have its own little home. It won't just be leaning up randomly against right. something. Right. So, so the case rack is a is a, a rack that holds up your cases. Yeah, it's kind of like a five guitar rack, but it's right? just for cases. But it doesn't have. It's just more. It's more that the frame of it, so you can just put anything of any size in there. Interesting. And it doesn't have I'm like the padding. I could use that. It doesn't have the padding that like a uh, right guitar rack would have. It's so just, I'm imagining it's the, frame. The, the it's the frame, and it does it doesn't have dividing bars. No. Interesting. So it's just going to take cases. a look at this. thing. It's cool. And so like my acoustic guitar, uh hard case, my Les Paul case probably will keep one case per like instrument type. So yeah. one of my, ba- my base mono case, I'll probably keep there. And then like one of the one case that would fit a, a Telecaster or a Strat. So that way, if I do need, and then the rest of my cases will probably just get stored in my garage somewhere. But if I need to take like, Oh, Hey, uh, I'm going to, oh, this is the other thing. I, I got two what's news, but for that, it's like, oh, I'm going to like uh, a show or not a, like a sh- concert because I'm not in a band, but I'm going to go do a thing that need where I need to transport a guitar. I can just grab any case off of the rack and then any guitar that will fit in there and it'll, right. it'll work great. My other what's new is I went to the LA Stompbox exhibit. Oh yeah. Last weekend. That was, that was cool. It's kind of like a mini NAM. Sure. Um, it's like a trade show sort of thing. I, I ran into the per, one of the guys that you'll be hanging out with mm-hmm. right right now in real time, uh, Perfecto De Castro, uh, and then basically that's the only person who was there that knew who I was. So <laughs> that was cool. Um, you get to fly under the radar. Like if we if we did like a sixty cycle hum prank show, you would be the person doing the prank. I always feel a little so like I took a bunch of pictures. Um, Does Steve even deserve a podcast? To Steve deserve uh, a guitar podcast. I, I took a bunch of pictures of things and then I posted them and tagged everyone. And like, multi, there's a couple people who were like, oh, wow, I'm so cool. Glad you got to check out our stuff. And one guy was like, oh, I, I didn't even know you were there. And I'm like, I didn't have the heart to be like, yeah, man, we talked for like 10 minutes. But the thing is, like, on, on Instagram and social media, people are like, they're assuming that seeing the post means that I'm so, posting it. So that's the, that's another thing that I do is I actually do uh, 
the the majority of the correspondence on our yeah. socials. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> if you're talking, I pretend to be Ryan a lot. You don't pretend. You just like you're answering it as the sixty yeah. cycle hum account. I'm, li- so, I'm like, lying. I'm lying by omission. So like sometimes people in like the premiere chats on videos and stuff are like, hey Ryan, we were talking about this, and I was like, we were. <laughs> people people will be like. People be like, oh, man, thanks, Ryan. And I'll just be like, no problem. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, sir. If you write us on Instagram or wherever, <laughs> make sure you say thanks, Ryan or Steve or Steve or Ryan or whatever. I Ryan really Stevens. Uh, but there were there are the two brands that stood out. Actually, I'll say three, uh, but I'll say the first two first. One is Collision Devices. They do a couple uh, combination uh, pedals. So it's like collisioning. Yeah, so one of them was like a um, delay, reverb, and like fuzz distortion all in one. The distortion only has like one knob, just a volume. Mm. Uh, and that thing sounded really cool. It was like very much like, I mean, all the two pedals they have are very much like for like spacey, uh, shoegazy things. The other pedal they had... Um, was a delay. I want to say tremolo and reverb. Oh no, it was a shimmer tremolo and delay. I think in that one and like lots of modulation things. So you can make them like the delays be like, burr, 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 like kind of thing. Cause they're modulating mm-hmm. super hard. Those two pedals were super cool. Then the other play guy I talked to um, was a guy from spooky circuits uh, which is a, actually, he said that he's only been op, uh, open for like, he only started his company like a month ago. He built three products. So one's like a harmonic percolator. One is a, uh, like a fuzz. I think he said it was a fuzz face, uh, basically. And then the harmonic percolator is wild because it has each, there's two, I guess there's two gain stages. And so he has four diodes for each gain stage, and you can select which one you want. Oh, wow. So you can have, I don't know how many combinations that is, but you can, like, pick which one do you want. It, like, the differences are very subtle, but if you're looking for, like, a really specific thing, and some of them are, like, very much, they feel, I don't know if they are out of phase. I don't know enough about circuits to say that they are out of phase, but they kind of have, like, this funky, like, nasal fuzz thing. And then you switch it to another setting, and it so that's it feels like an out of phase pickup going through a fuzz versus in phase, but it's actually just because your diode selection is mismatched. So it's wow. kind of a, it's kind of a cool idea. Hmm. Uh, but that was another one, and then the third one actually I got to play some of the newer MXR stuff. Oh, um, interesting. What do they have? So like the Duke of Tone, hmm. uh, they're like Klon, and just they had like a couple MXR boards there, and I feel like MXR is one of those brands that just kind of exists and get, Oh, the other one I tried, it was the poly. Is it the poly octave blue? I think it's called. Hmm. That one's really cool. Interesting. That one's really cool. And the way huge Atreides. I think, Oh, you, the Atreides is wild. Yeah. The Atreides is nuts. No, I got to try that. Uh, I think out at JHS and it's yeah, like that bonkers noise making machine. When I first plugged into that board, I didn't realize the Atreides was on. And Uh-oh. of course, uh, this was a thing where like you bring your own guitar yeah. So I had my guitar. I picked my heaviest guitar. Smart move, Steve. Um, it's the only one I knew for sure worked. Um, so that was the Red Telecaster, right, right. which is my heaviest. But um, I plugged into that. The Atreides was on. I thought I had broken something. 
Yeah, it was on then. <laughs> because like I was like, what the hell's going? I'm like, every time I like hit a chord, it would just go like, or like hit a note or anything, it just go like, Burr! yeah, Burr! and I'm looking down like, what the hell? I'm like, why is this thing lit up? And I hit it off. I'm like, oh, there's my clean tone. Right, and, right. And then I turned it back on and started messing. Oh, it is a that full blown so signal cool. destroyer. It's like so cool maybe totally useless. It's either like the best or worst pedal I've ever played. I'm not sure. The best pedals sound broken, man. <laughs> this one was completely broken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we get into our last two ads? Yeah. We're, this, we're running uh, along on this episode. Fine. Who cares? This right. Is an electro. Cause you can't read outlaw. I made a typo. 1980 electro outlaw X 720 NPC. With three effects cartridges and original hard shell case for $900. Uh, the serial number indicates it was built in 1980. Also comes with a free set of Spurzel locking tuners I never installed. Uh, and three effects cartridges, which plug into the back. And we're only going to show two of them. One is the power overdrive. The other one is the phase shifter. What's the third one? No say. I didn't realize that these clip so easily into the back with that little yeah bum turning. I the sorry for the moment of silence there is gathering my thoughts. Um, I got to I didn't get to not this model, mm-hmm. but I got to try the Les Paul shaped version of this. Yeah, I keep bringing up JHS when I was out at JHS. Uh, Josh has one of these, and he has like all the cartridges. So it's like I was going through and like swapping cartridges on them, and they're really. It's a really interesting concept. And I think Josh obviously collects everything, but he's collecting the cartridges because some of the circuits are, are pretty interesting. And I think he's like, he, he might even have a pedal that is based on one of them or something like that. But just looking at the shape of this, mm-hmm. this is a really unique shape. Like it's kind of an SG, but then kind of not. Yeah, it's got a lot of vibes and it gives me big ovation vibes. There's an ovation element to it really bold body design yeah. here and i don't remember what the electro was at jhs i don't remember what it was like but i don't remember it being bad like this is a very attractive and interesting yeah. different looking guitar for 900 dollars, and it's a bit of a vintage curiosity like you don't have to use those onboard effects you can, obviously. Be a lot cooler if you did. But you don't really have to. You can use it just as a guitar. Yeah. The neck joint looks really nice. I think it's a... I assume it's a set neck, but... Um, Even the wood grain looks... It looks beautiful. Maybe it's... I'm not 100% sure if it's a set neck or a neck through. I, I bet I that's ass- a neck through. Do you think it's a neck through? I think that center... I think it's a neck through. That, it's got that center beam. I can't tell if that center beam is actually center. It's, it's a little... No, I think very, it is. If it, it's very, definitely very close to being center. And it's got that, that the brass nut thing going on, which was very popular mm-hmm. at the time. Because, mm-hmm. you know, brass is what trumpets are made out of. And that's tone metal, guys. So tone you got to make all your hardware out of metal. brass. I'm not hot on the inlays. But for a double humbucker tunematic loadout guitar, like this is cool looking. Yeah. Like I, I would buy this if I was like in a in a, in the Yamaha mood. You know how Lama, mm-hmm. Yamaha has their like SG kind of Les Paul adjacent design. Yeah. If I saw this and I was in the mood for something like that, I might get this instead. 
So cool. I don't know, someone buy it, guys. Go buy it. <laughs> I honestly have no idea if $900 is a fair price for these or if that's high or low or whatever. Yeah. But it is, is approachable. This is in Gaithersburg, wherever that is. It's a year older than me, and it looks so clean. Somewhere near Laytonsville Road. This It probably sucks because it looks so clean. It means no one's played it. <laughs> Has a, a free set of... Yeah, and it comes with a free set of Spurzels. Which means the person thinks that this guitar has tuning issues, but then just gave up. <laughs> right? That's a, if you bought but lock, the tuners on it looks like solid modern they look tuners. Fine, but if I'm just saying, if you bought replacement tuners and then you were like, no. Nah. Well, sometimes people buy replacement tuners because they think they're supposed to. They're like, oh, my guitar is going out of tune, and they change the tuners and like, oh, it's still going out of tune. I guess there's an issue with the setup or something else. You know, I mean, that brass nut could bind and. I don't know. They're just doing crazy bends or something. Like most yeah. most tuners are fine. Did we say that was sent by David Patrick O'Donnell? I, I don't know if we did, name. but you just did. Uh, this last one is sent by John Fleming. It says hi guys. I thought this was interesting. I think is he saying that? Uh, but uh, so this is a 1978 Fender Bronco in great condition, other than someone scratching off the serial number and a few blemishes. Uh, pictures from natural aging. This guitar feels great and sounds like a true vintage Fender selling because I want to fund other gear processes, purchases, but hate letting this one go. Little no fretware, fast neck, and a unique and punchy original pickup. I'll take cash, Venmo, or Cash App. No trades. Let me know if you have questions. How so, much is this? $1,000. The question here is why is the serial number scratched off? Brass nut? That's where the serial number would be, right? Unless that's something else. But it's a very suspect looking piece of damage, it's right? A, it is an odd place to put it. They call it out. Well, the person who sent the... Uh, it's, it's, I'm it's, saying it's, it's a an weird odd way. place for that damage to be. Right. I here's my thing. Like, if you're gonna steal and then sell a guitar, this is the last guitar you'd want to do it with because the original owner is gonna be able to recognize it from every single detail. Yeah, yeah. First of all, a Bronco hitting the used market, you'd have to move a thousand miles away to not get caught. Right. You know. Secondly, it's got it's got some natural wear on it. It's it's. Got a very unique look with that black single pickup on the black pick guard. And there's, you know, it's got the wear on it. It's got relicing on it that any, you know, previous owner would be able to instantly recognize. I have, looking at it now, I'm wondering if there was something else there other than a serial. I don't imagine there was a serial there for some reason. Uh, but it does it's not where I would expect a serial to be, but that's I also because wouldn't expect a serial that's on this. where the serial would be. That is the serial. No, found no, it. The the reason I wouldn't expect it is because there are other models of this. So this is a nineteen. The one I just showed you, you Ryan, is a 1978 on reverb for two grand. So this is also a lot cheaper. Really cheap. Than like at a thousand dollars, it's a lot cheaper. Now some of them, this one's fourteen fifty. So maybe it's not the cheapest. But this one, a 1972, and this is why I was confused. The serial number is on the neck plate on this one. 
But uh, well, that could be like a CBSE sort of thing, like swapping. Yeah, out they details. they moved it to a different spot. 1975. It looks like it's still on the neck plate. Um, so it being on the headstock is like a late 70s, early 80s thing. I'm not sure how long they actually made these. Um, but it looks like it's in really good shape. Other than that, is the brass nut? The brass nut is the not brass original. Nut is obviously aftermarket, but it's easily remedied. You find any tech that can cut a bone nut, and you'll be in close enough to vintage shape that you don't have to worry about it. You know, yeah, that's really. I don't. Not that you even need to care about taking this back to vintage shape. Like it's 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 fine the way it is. Like it's well, a really super cool guitar. And I think the thing, the other thing to think about, or the other question I would have is because this is it's a fender bronco not a ford bronco you don't have to grind off the vin if you steal it wow <laughs> oh <laughs> grinding Wait. off the cereal isn't going to protect you if you stole this like someone's going to be able to recognize it you'd have to refinish i'm not this. sure if you're making the joke that i thought you were okay making. okay okay no i wasn't making a joke about oj oh, okay yeah all right never mind not at all okay because he didn't steal that. That was he his. Did. You're right. He didn't steal it. That and was his truck. And also, this is like an Arctic. White. He broke the it's law, but not by driving the truck. But right. not, not by driving the Bronco. That was his Bronco or it was a friend's or something like that. Him driving the Bronco was fine. The fact that he was escaping was the problem. Yeah. So the, the question I guess I have, the follow-up question I have is, because this instrument is so aged... I mean, we're talking about 1978 was 45 years ago. Yeah. Um, this one, this, oh no, it doesn't. This I'm is, feeling my age lately, guys. Uh, this I'm is, not, I'm, I'm not much younger than this guitar. And it's like, yeah, that sounds like a long time ago. Yeah. This was, Damn. this was 45 years ago. Um, that, you know, that scratch off could have been done anywhere at, at any time. Now it is a little, but it's, it looks so intentional. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's not intentional. I'm saying this could be a stolen instrument that was stolen in 1985. Mm. Like now again, the price of it this kind of looks too fresh. I mean, I know we've only got five or seven pixels to work with here, uh, but it, that scratch looks fresher than, but it, Okay, if it was a 1980 scratch, it would have like finger grease and stuff in it now, and it would be it would be darker than the finished wood and stuff. Maybe it would be grayed out, you know. Maybe it would like have I'm that gonna, like silvered wood thing going I'm gonna, on. I'm gonna give that a maybe. All right. The the paint job, the finish on the back of the body is in pretty rough shape. But that's still like a it's, it's, it's an attractive relic. Bur- no, no, no. It is. It's it, an attractive all natural relic. Some like. Uh, I wouldn't call it checking. There's just some cracks in the finish. Relic there's, artists could study this relic. Yeah, there's uh there's some legit belt buckle rash. It's out in the it's in the cutaway in the like the tummy cut space. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like uh, this was done and this was a, uh, I mean, which is ideal for a Bronco. It's probably in some kind of like post punk. Yeah. Early grunge I mean, sort of a late seventies early eighties. It could have been in a regular punk band. Yeah. And that could just be all, you know, belt buckle rash from one of the Ramones or something like that. I think for $1,000, if you are vintage curious, I mean, the lack of serial number is something that will always have to be navigated. It looks like it might be due for a refret on that second fret, but uh, I mean, might as well do a refret on the whole thing if it needs it. 
yeah, I think I think it's a good buy. Whether or not it's stolen, I don't think so. Like I said, the price the price is the but price you might is be right. It might have too good. It might have been stolen at one point. That is a thing. The price is too good. Yeah, it might be someone trying to move it too fast. I mean, yeah. maybe by us publishing this episode. We'll solve three, a mystery. Three weeks after we actually yeah. read this ad, we'll solve an unsolved guitar mystery. We're we're a regular Chip and Dale. <laughs> Are we rescue rangering? Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Probably not. We're the, we're the A team over here. We're are we, uh, are we mercenaries? <laughs> we're solving problems for people we meet along the way. And our adventures. Is that the plot of we're the like A-team? The, we're like the renegade. If you've got a problem, then you can find us. <laughs> which one of us is Lorenzo Lamas? And which one of us is Lorenzo I'll Lamas' be, motorcycle? I'll be Lorenzo. You be Lamas. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Before we wrap this up, we what, have to pick a favorite. What's a, I, man, I think this one's a slam dunk. You think this one's a slam dunk? I I'm think having this trouble. Is a slam dunk. Uh, are you what are you judging it on i'm just judging it on the one that was the most fun to talk about okay that's all we're, that's all we're going for here i mean that's what i usually go off i mean of. i think that's a really good variable okay are you ready yeah one two three left for bronco. dead really i i i enjoyed the bronco we're gonna have to flip again here you you flip or shake up the Spin Doctors pick this time. I'll choose Spin Doctors. You get Chris. Okay. All right. Here we go. Spin Doctors. So uh, congratulations to uh, who sent that? John Fleming. Yep. John Fleming, you are the winner. Congratulations. And too bad. Uh, who sent the other one? Uh, Robert Wax. It's all right. He can send another ad. Yeah, send another one. You guys have been this doing just, amazing, by the way. We probably, we probably have three months worth of ads in the inbox. Hopefully. Don't stop sending them. Because yep. if you guys send a lot, we'll see all the best ones. And the very best or very worst of the used guitar market is going to end up on this show. And that's what I want. Yeah. Um, that's what we're paying you people to do. We are. We are. Get me stories on my desk by morning. Oh, my gosh. We got some songs sent in. I'm going to play one of them. Cool. Uh, actually, I'm going to play one that I sent a while ago, but uh, we got plenty of songs, uh, or we're still kind of shorthanded on songs. I like to have a long runway with songs. Sure. Uh, so if you want to send us your original recording, uh, you can send it to 60cyclehumcast at gmail.com, just like this person did. Uh, they don't have a name. They just said, hey, I'm in a band from Hereford, Hereford, Hereford in England called Fridge. And we are about to release our first track, and we hope it could be featured on the podcast. Thanks. So if you look up Fridge Band, I guess, this song is called Sailfish. Overshadowed by the water for 
volcanoes couldn't catch the eye of no city girl I love the way you look in your virgin Can't believe I let the smoke cloud my eye Where the long underwater volcanoes end And the hourglass like sailfish surround I'll ride my truck with you by my side With their fancy gadgets Underwater volcanoes Grey light Don't have nothing on a way of life Just listen to the sailfish splashes Don't live your life like a sailfish Yes, I like it. It kind of reminded me of uh, 
a lot of things, and I'm yeah. glad this sound is back. I mean, her her vocals, uh, very close to like your Veruca Salts, your Liz yeah. Fairs, yeah. you know, things like that. Uh, this like a '90s nostalgia then, piece. Then, like, that could have come straight out of 1996, and yeah, I would have been the, able to tell. The down parts of the song reminded me of like uh, current is Wet Leg. Okay. Um, but then the the big parts were definitely in that like '90s, yeah, uh, alt girl. Oh, I love it! I love it. Sound so very cool. All Thanks. right, bye everybody. Stay grounded. <laughs>